Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Today, I am bringing you a very special guest, my personal development bestie, the beautiful Emily Rushall. Emily and her husband, Andrew, raise corn, soybeans, cover crops, a few chickens, and two adorable farm kids in West Central Illinois. She is an elementary school teacher turned nonprofit leader turned entrepreneur. She is deeply passionate about serving rural women through life coaching, speaking, masterminds, digital content, and her new podcast, Gather in Growth. Emily's personalized habit challenge, You Do You 82, helps women build strong, attainable, and consistent habits to show up for the lives that they love. Her joy list includes red dirt country music, iced Americanos, snuggling on the couch with her family, personal growth books, and long runs on rural backgrounds. Don't you all want Emily to be your best friend after hearing all of that stuff about her? I forced her to be my best friend, basically. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce you to Emily Rushell. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way. Mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now let's get climbing. Hello, sweet friend, and welcome to the show. Hi, Kaya. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh. I am so happy for you to be here, and I'm just so grateful to have you in my life. I'm trying to think, Emily, before we jump in, of how we first met. I mean, I think we first met the same way that I meet all of my besties. <laughs> you could. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, you said that you forced me to be your best friend, but I think that the alternate is actually true. Because obviously we met on Instagram. I started asking you a million and a half questions about speaking and all of the above. And you so graciously took so much time to really just love me well through that and share everything that you knew. And then we kind of ran to each other at, a, at Natalie's event in January. And that's where it really all began. I think that that's accurate. I think we did run to each other. I just feel like we were kindred spirits from the get-go. And even online, I was like, you know, you just know, you know, sometimes with people, you're like, okay, she's like my, my people. She's my people. Uh-huh. Um, exactly. And it just kind of happened very naturally that way. But we did finally get to meet in real life. And there's just something special about, yes, I feel like my friendships on online are real, which I used to think back in the day. I was like, that's dumb. Nobody has real <laughs> friends on the internet. But like, welcome to 2022. But getting to meet your like Instagram friends in person just really solidifies things. Um, and I get to hang out with you virtually in this way all the time lately too, which is so special. Yeah. Now, Emily, obviously the folks have gotten to know a little bit about you, but they don't know you already from your intro. You are a personal development junkie like I am, I would say. My question for you first is, have you always been passionate about personal development? And if not, what kind of got you into this space? Absolutely. It's interesting that you say that because my initial answer was no. But then I think back and wonder, like, was that always kind of there and I just didn't have a name for it? I guess on the very tactical level, my health journey 
um, came alongside a personal growth journey in 2019. I was six months postpartum with my daughter and had just gotten done a, with a summer at camp where I was a director. I was pumping literally like eight times a day on top of nursing around the clock. I was you know, coming off of several years of doing everything for everyone else, burning myself at all ends, both at work, at home, keeping up with the toddler, doing all of the things on the farm. And I distinctly remember sitting at a brewery one day with some friends, our kids running around and being like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I feel exhausted. I am depleted. There's, there's got to be more. There's got to be something different than this. This is not how I envisioned my life going. And it was right around the same time that I heard someone even talk about a podcast. I didn't even know what it was. And I feel like I kept hearing this buzzword online. I didn't even know I already had the app on my phone. But one morning when I was getting ready for work, it was raining outside. I decided to click into a podcast episode. And with no exaggeration, it changed my life. And that was really the snowball that started my health journey. And my health journey became what it was because I was investing in personal development. I was looking at my mindset. I was seeking to understand why I did the things that I did and what steps I could take to set myself up for success. And that really was the catalyst that got me from what I was doing and where I was at at that point to where I am today. Ooh, so good. Do you mind if I ask, do you remember what the podcast was? I'm just so curious. Yeah, it was actually a Rachel Hollis podcast episode. And I want to say it was one about how they had scaled their business from however many employees to 60 employees, like not even anything that necessarily had to do with health or personal yeah. growth. But for whatever reason, I clicked on that, um, maybe because of something that was going on at work at the time. And it was just like a snowball. I listened to that. And then I listened to the next episode. And then I heard a guest on a podcast. And so I listened to their podcast. And then I heard about a book. And so I picked up a book. And I think that's the way a lot of things go when we discover, you know, what we're meant to be doing or what our passions are is we kind of just find these little breadcrumbs and start collecting them and realize like, there's this whole world I didn't even know existed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. hundred percent. It's so funny hearing you talk about that because so, so much of the way mine happened was the same way, right? Like mine was a book and it happened to be Rachel Hollis's book. And then I started exploring podcasts. I started listening to her and business podcasts like Jenna Kutcher and Amy Porterfield and same thing as you. I was like, oh my God, wait, there's so much more opportunity out there that I even knew existed. And I started listening to the Life Coach School podcast and learning to understand myself and my brain instead of sitting in this place of shame and thinking I was broken and understand this mindset and our behavior. And it blew my mind. And again, like you, it completely changed my life. And what I think is so cool about that, Emily, is that it was people just sharing their personal stories of mm -hmm. growth mm -hmm. through whatever medium, right? Whether it was a podcast, whether it was a book or something of that nature, that was the catalyst for our own growth journeys. And what I think is really special about that is now we are both in a place where we're stepping into podcasting and writing and shared on social media. And it just always is so interesting for me to think about who are we being a catalyst for, right? From having the courage to show up to first focus on our own personal growth and then step into the space of sharing that growth with other people. Gosh, I just, 
am obsessed with the ripple effects that it has on the world, far beyond what you and I will ever really know, aside from the messages that I know we both receive too. And I think it's so beautiful. That's why I think that growth is so powerful is because when you grow personally, it doesn't just change you. It doesn't just grow you. It grows your family, your kids, your friends, your neighbors, and the people that are watching you that you don't even know are watching you. Absolutely. And even just thinking about you know, how this all started with a health journey and me seeking to understand habits and how to reframe my mindset and how to understand things. And then building that confidence in myself and learning to trust myself and stay accountable to the things that I said I wanted to do. And all of that was like what opened the doors to me, even thinking it was possible to start my own business or to have my own voice online or to share my story with someone else. I don't know that I would be doing what I'm doing. I know that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now had I not tapped into that and started that inner work way back then. Same girl. So I think I think one of the takeaway messages here is, hey, listener, maybe this is your first podcast you've listened to. Maybe this is, you know, maybe you've listened to a few. Wherever you're at right now in your own journey, your own personal journey, health journey, whatever that is, This is the start of something really, really big. And I just want to celebrate you right now for tuning in to this and investing the time to consume information and content that empowers you to be your best self. You are doing the work right now. And this is the same work that helped Emily and I both get here. And so I just want to celebrate you because you are us, you know, years ago. And I think that that's so freaking cool. Just like we were listening to people on podcasts thinking, I could never get there. Look at us now. You know, and we have so much growth still, but uh, I just want to celebrate you for being here because um, such a beautiful gift that you might not think is that big of a deal, but it is. It's a big, big deal. And I just want to celebrate that. So Emily, I really wanted to chat with you today, especially about community. Because it's something that both you and I are very, very passionate about. And I think it's something that you would agree has helped to support both of us a ton in our own growth journeys. And and that being said, I'd love to ask you, Emily, you know, you mentioned that when you first started your health journey, you were listening to podcasts, you were reading the books. What What did community look like for you in your own journey? I love this question um, because at the time that I started my health and personal growth journey, I was surrounded by really good people. I loved the people that I worked with. I have a supportive family. I have good friends in my network. But I feel like when I started tapping into this personal growth or prioritizing my health, it was kind of like opening up a whole new world that was different than maybe what all of the people around me were talking about or thinking about. I think Facebook groups are a significantly undervalued way to find your people. And at that time, I started joining every group I possibly could related to the things that I was working towards and what I was working on and whether or not I was posting in them or commenting in them. But just being part of the conversation and seeing what other people were doing and being like, wow, I I don't know if I can go out on this run today and opening social media and seeing, hey, guys, I just finished my run. Like it was hard, but I did it and being like, all right, like she did it. I can do it too. It it gave me an example to model what I was working towards and that level of accountability to really step into things that felt scary for me at the time. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And, you know, when you were talking, it got me thinking too about how, 
you know, maybe those of you that are listening, maybe you do already have what you feel like is a really strong community. Maybe you do have a really strong family base, friend base, um, maybe coworker base, and that's great. And maybe you don't, and that there's opportunities there too. But I think for me as well, it was how can I insert myself into a community that normalizes this growing version of who I am? You know, because I think, you know, there's that old, that old saying that you become most like the five people you surround yourself with. And I, I think it, I think that there's some truth in that because the behaviors that you are currently doing are probably normalized by the community you surround yourself with. And so growing likely in some way means changing some way of thinking or some behavior from your current version or to step into this this future growing version of yourself. And I think something that's so powerful about a community is being in a space where it's normalized and understood all these lessons that you're learning instead of feeling like, gosh, everyone else around me is stuck in the same old bad habits. And it's hard for me to create new behaviors when it's breaking the norm. And so I think for me too, community is finding other people that are growing alongside me, that are encouraging me to be my best self in this way. And it's not saying that your current community, like your family, friends, I'm not saying you need to scrap that by any any means, but I do think that there's so much power in finding a space, a community of people that are going to be on that growth journey with you. Absolutely. And I think in what I've seen, you know, in working with rural women and being in a small town myself and being connected to agriculture is a lot of people feel like their neighbors or the people around them aren't necessarily pushing them towards growth. There's this um, analogy called the crab analogy, I'm sure you're familiar with, where if a crab tries to crawl out of a bucket, the crabs around it will pull it down every single time. And unfortunately, human behavior is quite similar. The people around us sometimes want to pull us back down to the version of ourselves that they've always known, that they feel comfortable with, they feel safe with. Um, because when one person grows, um, there becomes a discrepancy between who they were and who they're becoming, and that can feel uncomfortable for the people around us. So throughout this journey, and even in the past year, finding those women who are interested in growth, who are talking about business, who are talking about health, who are interested in reaching for the best version of themselves in whatever capacity that looks like for them, allows us or has allowed me to even dream bigger about what's possible for me and see a reflection of where I'm going in those people that I'm surrounding myself with very intentionally. Oh, yeah, that's so good. I love that analogy. And I think too, like recognizing that that's normal human behavior too. So like being compassionate towards maybe people in your life that you notice you feel like are pulling you down. It's not because they don't love you or they don't want to support you. It's just also our human tendency to want to stay safe and comfortable. And your growth is uncomfortable for you, but it's also uncomfortable for the people around you too. And so I think also being compassionate to that understanding mm-hmm. too. And I think that What's really special about finding that community that's growing with you is like finding the crab that's going to reach a hand down to help you get out of the bucket, you know, like, but it means surrounding yourself with, with people that are growing as well. And that might not mean getting rid of the people in your community, but it just means finding people in this new space. So Emily, there's community can look like so many different things, right? Tell me what community has looked like or currently looks like for you or what type of community support have you sought out in your journey? 
So when I think back to even when I started sharing on social media, I was still working at a full-time job, loving what I was doing. I live on a farm, as you said in my bio, and I was just thinking there's got to be other women in small towns and in rural communities who also get excited about this personal growth stuff. So I started an Instagram page totally from scratch called Raising Russell with the mindset of I'm out here raising babies, raising animals, raising crops, most importantly, raising myself and raising other women. Um, And so that's where I really began just sharing of what my life looked like on the farm through the lens of someone reaching for the best version of themselves. And I am consistently blown away by the amount of people I get connected to through that who also identify with, oh my gosh, that's me too. Like, I didn't think that anyone else in the world felt this way. Like, it's such a relief to find each other. Really, one thing led to the next. And then last year, I took a big old leap of faith and put myself in a very intentional situation in going to a retreat with those types of people. And I am blown away by not only what I learned that weekend, what I learned about myself, what I learned about where I was going, but in the relationships that I built there and how that supported me um, from a community standpoint throughout the past year. And I know we'll continue to from here on out. Mm, So good. One thing you said was, I think you said, I took a big old leap of faith. (laughs) Because this is something that I've experienced too, right? Like when I first dipped my toe into the personal development waters, it started with free podcasts. It started with books. It started with following different accounts on social media that were teaching me all of these things. Like so much of my personal development journey and even my entrepreneurship journey was very much bootstrapped, right? I was investing a lot of time and energy, but I wasn't ready to invest a lot of money there yet. Mm -hmm. And I remember my first leap of faith and it wasn't an in-person retreat. I think my first big investment in myself, I, I would say personally and professionally was this this digital course that was going to help me really step into my coaching entrepreneurship world in a big way. And it was terrifying for me. It felt like I definitely had a lot of mental drama around it of like, oh my gosh, is this going to be worth the time? Is it going to be worth the energy? Is it going to be worth it? The money, am I worth it? And it felt scary and it took that big leap of faith. But oh my gosh, afterwards, it completely changed the trajectory of my life and the trajectory of my business, not just in the content and and the things that I learned, but there's also something about, I think like our psychology, when we finally invest money in ourselves. I don't know if you agree with that. Like, it's almost like just saying, I am worth this investment changes something in you. Did you experience something like that? Absolutely. And it's so interesting because even leading up to, to that retreat I went to, is I played this mind game of, I don't know why I'm supposed to be there. I just feel like I need to be there. No, wait, it doesn't make sense that I go. Like, is this even the right thing? Like, do I spend this much money? What am I actually going to get out of it? What do I want? Where am I going? But I just feel like I need to be there. So it was like, even leading up to it, I was playing this like game within my own head and heart of my intuition says, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to jump in. My head is trying to talk myself out of it, unrationalize, think of all the things I shouldn't do this, think of all the the reasons that I'm leaving things behind and I don't deserve this or I'm not enough for this or I don't belong there. And then taking that step back and really trusting myself to be like, no, 
I have a gut feeling and whatever you want to call what that gut feeling is, there is a reason I meant to be in that room. And that room changed my life. And had I let that head and heart battle go a different way, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. Mm, so freaking powerful. It's so powerful. You also mentioned that like the thoughts you had beforehand, like the imposter syndrome, the fears of like, do I belong? Will other people, like, will I fit in with the other people there? What would you say to someone who is maybe feeling that way right now when it comes to stepping into, maybe it's someone's on the fence about joining my retreat, which we can talk about in a second, or maybe someone's on the fence about um, joining another community or making an investment in themselves, but has that feeling of like, oh my gosh, do I belong? Am I crazy for thinking that? Like, what would you, you know, having gone through that yourself, what would you say to someone who's in that space? Gosh, it was like all the way driving to the airport. I was still in my own head about it. I'm like, if I turn back now, nobody will know. Like, it's fine. It's fine. I'll just turn around. It's no big deal. And so I, I get it. I get that hesitation. And I think a lot of that is imposter syndrome, as you said, coming in of like, am I enough? Is this for me? I think there's that levels of guilt, like I should be doing something else. Am I doing the right thing? And I think that's when you have to turn inward and think, why am I doing something like this? Why is it serving me? What benefit does it have in my life or in my business or for my family? And, you know, you can go as far as to make a side-by-side -side list if you want, but at the end of the day, you have to trust your intuition. I've had opportunities come my way that I'm like, shiny object syndrome. That sounds fun. I could do that. I'd probably learn a lot. That'd be good for me. But then I have to turn inward and be like, is this actually what I want? Is this actually what I need? Is this the right time? Um, and not to say that there's ever a perfect time for anything, but, but we know when we turn inward and listen to ourselves, we know. And the truth is you are enough and you do deserve it. And you are meant to the things that are calling you. I have no doubt we are called into things for a reason. I don't think that we get tugs to certain experiences on accident. I think that those clues are meant to find us. And when we can't stop thinking about them, we can't stop seeing those messages, whatever that might look like, we have the choice to hone in and say yes and listen or we have the opportunity to say, not right now and move on. But I, I don't think those things are for accident. And I think that we're called to people on purpose. We're called to opportunities on purpose. We're called to experiences. And so I think that there's a lot of leaps of faith and there's nothing more concrete than that. You know, just jumping feet first and trusting it's going to work out the way it's meant to. Ooh, I love that. I love that so much. I think that's super powerful. Yeah, you know, I am getting ready to host my first ever in-person women's retreat here on the Central Coast in my hometown of San Luis Obispo. And I'm beyond excited. And I'm beyond excited for multiple reasons. First of all, I really am excited to share my community with other people. Like that might sound a little cheesy, but it's just, it feels so cool to connect my worlds. But I'm I'm so excited about it because I personally have experienced this and I know you've shared about it too, but lives change when we bring women together in this way for growth. And I think it's so powerful to be surrounded by a community of women who number one, get it, who can validate your fears, your concerns, like your, your thoughts, like really see you 
holy because I think so many of us in our lives and in our own personal growth journeys feel so alone and isolated. And I think that community piece is so beneficial and to be uplifted and shown a mirror to remind you of who you are and the power within you is phenomenal. And I think that when you look at a retreat, a retreat is so much more than just a retreat. It's not just like a few days with a group of girls. It's a few days of amazing energy, amazing growth learning. Like we're going to have some phenomenal speakers at this event and workshops and activities that I think are going to be incredible. But I think the retreat is just this container to create the energy. And I think the magic of the retreat, so much of it is what happens after. I, I keep coming back to this, the word ripple effects. Like I bring it up all the time lately because the ripple effects of the lessons learned in that container, in that community, in that group, in that three days, that is going to be what gives women the, the empowerment, encouragement to listen to that dream in their heart and start the business they've always been too afraid to have. It's going to give them the courage to actually put on a bathing suit and show up and spend time and make memories with their children that they would have maybe put themselves on the sidelines from. It's going to give them understanding and compassion so they could hear the, heal their relationship with their bodies and believe in themselves again. And there is no price tag on that. Like the ripple effects of what happens after events like this pays for itself tenfold and then some, in my experience. Would you agree? Absolutely. And that's when I think back to the retreat that I went to. The content was great. I learned wonderful things, um, but it's what happened after. It's stepping into my boss's office the next day and saying, you know what? I think it's time for me to take a chance on myself and do something new. It's the relationships that have followed. It's the connections that I've made. It's the, the people who have held me accountable to the things that I say I want to do. To your point of, you know, an opportunity like that being a container, so often we go through our daily lives, you know, we're doing the same things we normally do we're around the same people that we normally are. We're even when we try to live intentionally, we're just kind of in our flow. And so taking a pause to remove ourselves from what we always know on a daily basis, go to a place where we are literally embraced by, like you said, women who see us for who we are with no walls up about who we feel like we should be, no preconceived notions about who we were. We can just truly show up as ourselves and they, they get it. They look at you and say, yeah, I've been there too. I feel you on a deep level. And then to also collectively say, so what comes next? How do we go from here? How do we grow from here? And then a month later, three months later, six months later, to still have those connections and be able to say, I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z. Remember when we were in California and we talked through this, like, I really need someone to hype me up about this. Remember when I said this, when we were sitting next to the pool, like, I'm struggling. Can you, can you lift me back up again? Because those people are there and they need that from you too. And so when you, you plant that seed in such an intentional, universal space, that carries with you. Those people don't leave your side when you leave the building. They, they come alongside you for the rest of the journey. And to your point, like that has paid for itself a million times over again in ways that I absolutely never saw coming. Gosh, yeah. I, I have had the same experience. And that's, I think, what I'm most excited too about these women that are making that investment coming to this retreat. I'm so excited for the programming we have. But I'm most excited for the way that these women are going to take it back home with them 
and transform their lives in a huge, huge way. I am so excited to invite you to join me live in person, August 21st to the 23rd at my first ever live climb women's retreat here on the central coast of California. There are only 36 spots available for this intimate three-day retreat where you can say yes to yourself again, create powerful connections, learn from inspiring speakers and grow self-confidence all while finding joy in the journey. Now, this isn't just any women's wellness retreat. It's about mind, body, and soul. Alongside other women, you'll rediscover the power and beauty within yourself and leave with a sense of rejuvenated energy unlike ever before. I'm hosting it at one of my favorite places in the world and one of the most iconic hotels in all of California, the Madonna Inn. Join us for connection, deep learning and understanding about yourself, and so much fun. Will there be charcuterie and wine? Absolutely. Will there be a sunset dinner by the beach? Absolutely. Will there be so much joy? Oh, you better believe it. There are only 36 spots available, so don't wait. Come grab your seat. Click the link below in the show notes to join or visit coachkaya.com to learn more. Hope to see you here this summer in sunny California. The thing is, 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 you know, kind of coming back to earlier, you talked about how the first time that you and I both invested in ourselves, it felt like a big leap of faith, a big leap of faith. And so I also want to like meet, maybe, maybe someone listening to this is maybe you're thinking about coming to the retreat and you're on the fence, or maybe there is another program that you're thinking about doing or a different investment in yourself or your business or your family or whatever that looks like. And you're not sure. Let's, let's talk through some of these things. Let's meet you where you're at. I think one of the biggest fears, number one, is I think the fear of being selfish. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a mom myself. I know Emily is a mom. And I think that there's like a whole other layer of that when it comes to being a parent, because it's not just money in yourself, it's time in yourself. Mm -hmm. And so Emily, and I'm curious, you know, you being a mom, what would you tell someone who has that fear of? me investing in myself in this way is selfish. I think that's the biggest mindset shift I had to make across the board when I started investing in my health and when I started investing in my own personal growth, because I am a person who wants to take care of everyone and I want to do everything at the highest capacity. I don't want to let the people around me down. I want to be the best mom. I want to be the best wife. I want to be the best all the things. And what I found in that is I was putting myself last without even realizing it. And what's true in that situation is when we put ourselves last, then we're really not serving at the highest capacity that we can because our kids are getting what's left over, what's left of us, then what's best of us. And so going out on a run for 20 minutes where I previously would have thought, oh, gosh, I'm taking time away from my kids. I'm being selfish. I should be with them. This is our weekend. This is our time together. I now know if I leave for a little bit, I go on my run, I get my endorphins pumping, I feel better, I feel strong, I feel healthy, I come back, my energy level is different. I'm able to show up in such a better capacity. And I think that taking time away for a weekend like this is is not that different. Of course, like I love being with my kids. I want to spend all the time with them that I can. But I also know that if I take the time to really pour into myself and invest in myself and get my mindset in the right place and make sure that I am deeply taken care of, I can show up for them even better than I would without. Oh, so good. And I think that mindset shift of like really recognizing that personal development, investing in yourself, 
is, in my opinion, the most selfless thing that you can do. And I heard what something you said. I was like, oh, I love that you said, are your kids getting what's left of us or what's best of us? And that is so stinking powerful. And maybe you're not a parent. Maybe it's your parents or your career or your partner that you're thinking of. And I think it, it goes it goes for all of these different people, all the relationships, people, causes that we care about. When we invest in ourselves, whatever that looks like, if it's 20 minutes to go for a run, maybe it's an afternoon to go to a massage, maybe it's a three-day retreat away from them. What I've found to be true is that when we invest in ourselves, it impacts the people and causes that we're in relationship or the things we care about in a big and beautiful, beautiful way because you're also investing in them too. Absolutely. And I think that is the biggest thing on top of the benefits that I get out of it is my kids consistently see me prioritize taking care of myself. And if there was anything I would want them to do is for them to love themselves deeply, to take care of their physical, mental, and emotional health. And so by throughout their entire childhood, them watching me walk through that and model it in real time, they're not going to go through that spiral that I went through in my 20s. So I'm literally investing in them by taking care of myself because I'm showing them how to do it. Dang, that is powerful stuff right there. The way you take care of yourself is modeling to, if you're a mom, your children, the care that they deserve of themselves too. And so when you invest in yourself, you're telling your kids that they are worth even investing in themselves too. Mike freaking drop. So good. So we've cleared that one up, right? Time for yourself in whatever capacity that looks like is not selfish. It's actually very, very loving. Some of the other fears I think come up when it comes to investing in ourselves is um, depending on what it is, I think, and it might kind of tie into that selfish thing is money, is the money investment, right? And if we're talking about, let's say my retreat, for example, it is an investment, not just time, but it is it is a financial investment. And I know for a lot of people, that is a big barrier. And I, speaking personally, that was a very big barrier for me growing up. You know, I grew up in a pretty poor family. We did not have a lot of money. I didn't see my parents invest money in themselves and their own personal growth. It was a totally boring concept to me. And so the idea of spending a large amount of money on myself was terrifying. It was so terrifying. But this is what I'll say first. When it comes to making financial investments, let's be responsible in that if you are just trying to like keep the lights on in your house and keep food in your fridge and pay the bills, yeah, your priorities, like focus on where your priorities are and, and you know, invest where it makes sense. So I'm, I'm not trying to shape anybody into spending money that they don't have on things because this is the truth. You don't need to buy anything. You don't. Like I believe wholeheartedly that you do not need anything in order to grow personally. I truly, truly believe that. I think that the benefit of investing in yourself in a retreat is if you are ready to take your growth to the next level and you have the financial ability to do so. And I think something that's really helped me when I think about weighing, weighing, do I make this investment, like time, money, energy, do I make this investment or not? My question is always, what is it costing me by not making the investment? And when I think back to like, if I I wish I would have had a retreat, the retreat that I'm planning, and I think even the programming that you're creating and the community you're building, Emily, it's like we're creating the community and spaces that we wish that we had. Yeah, absolutely. We're on this journey. 
right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I wish that I had. I wish that I had what the community I'm creating right now when I was doing this work for myself. And if I can help one woman get there faster than I did, that's the goal. Because what I know it cost me by not investing in myself was years and years and years of self-shame yo-yo dieting. I spent hundreds and thousands of dollars on weight loss products and stuff that didn't work or gym memberships that I never showed up to or equipment that I never actually used. Not to mention like the time and energy I spent hating myself and shaming myself and staying stuck in this place of self-doubt and self-shame and holding myself back from my dreams. If I had learned these lessons years earlier, I, I don't even know how much money, time, energy, heartache I would have saved myself by being willing to invest. I think it's so smart that you say that because a question that I get frequently is, oh, how did you come up with the idea to create masterminds or to put such and such together? And I have to go back to like, this is what I needed or this is what I need. Like we create what we crave. And so I know just from working closely with you and building this retreat out, you have been so intentional of what would be so fun and relaxing for me for a weekend? What would fill my cup up more than I can imagine? What is the message that I needed to hear two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago? Who can I bring in to best support the women who are saying yes to this opportunity? You have taken so much time, effort, and energy to truly create an experience that you know is going to serve your community, serve women well, and give them what you wish you would have had as a previous version of yourself. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. And I love that you said, like, we create what we crave. And I, I'm i excited because I just love humans so much. And I love them virtually on Instagram. But it's not the same as loving them in person and or loving them even in this way, like virtually one-on-one. It's so, so special. And if you are if you are financially able, but you're still questioning yourself, I just want you to think to yourself and just use this as a benchmark before investing in anything. What is it costing me by not saying yes to this? What is it costing me by not saying yes to this? And I think too, like being willing to take that that leap of faith into something like this. I'm I'm really, really excited for it. And Emily, I know for you, you know, I think that your business and what you created is kind of similar to mine and that you're creating something you wish you had or something that you need to. What does community look like for for you at this this point? Absolutely. So that's kind of a multiple part answer, as I feel <laughs> like you understand. People are like, what do you do? You're like, I don't know everything. <laughs> so on one hand, um, I facilitate a habit challenge called You Do You 82 that allows women to choose six habits to intentionally build or break for 82 days through the lens of compassion, progress over perfection, um, and really just getting a tiny bit better every single day and being able to stand back up and try again when life throws chaos our direction. So there is a thriving, beautiful community around that. It's a completely free challenge. And to watch women invest in themselves in that way and plant those seeds of confidence and watch their growth journey over the course of the past 18 or so months it's been in existence has been mind-blowing. And then to watch them pay it forward and pour into women who are just finding out about this for the first time, like that's the full circle moment. Um, And then from there, as I started my entrepreneurship journey, 
you know, I talk about diving in with two feet and no plan. Like that's kind of what I did. And Previously, I worked at the YMCA as a program director, a very social role. I was working on a team. I was serving a community. Prior to that, I was a fourth grade teacher, again, very collaborative. So when I when I got into entrepreneurship and started doing content creation and serving this community at the capacity I was, I was finding myself getting really stuck in my head. I had these ideas. I didn't really have a, a set place to talk about them. You know, I had different friends I would reach out to, many of which from that retreat that I've referenced. Um, you know, I talked to my husband and gosh, he's so supportive, but like he just didn't quite get where I was coming from. Like, I talked to, yeah, I mean, like God love him, but like he didn't quite always understand what I was talking about. I have this, you know, group of girlfriends from college who are like my biggest cheerleaders. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, this reel won't upload. And they're like, you're doing great. <laughs> you know, I, I really needed to have intentional, regular accountability and a place to just talk through all of the things. So that's where my mastermind community was born from. I currently have six individual masterminds um, up and running. It's groups of six women who meet every two weeks for two hours. We work through a personal growth book as kind of a launch point for conversation and to hold each other accountable to growth and think about things outside of what we know. But then really the conversation winds all sorts of different directions where women are bringing questions about their business or um, the joys that they're celebrating in their life and the hardships that they're experiencing. And it's a space where we can really intentionally walk through life together, hold each other accountable to personal and professional growth and watching that community really pour into each other. And I mean, just unapologetically, no strings attached, love and support each other at the most genuine level, there is not a day that goes by that I am not blown away by the opportunity I have to be part of that. Um, and so the next step for that is I'm bringing our community together for my own retreat in November in Destin, Florida. I'm so excited. Um, talk about imposter syndrome of going to a retreat. The imposter syndrome of hosting a retreat is next level. I but feel that. I feel that. oh my gosh, it's like, or, you know, there's just so much time and love that goes into creating what I would love to be a part of. And then I think part of the work that you and I do is, you know, it's kind of a, a line where you wear your heart on your sleeve. It's like, I hope that you like this. I hope this is what you need. And therefore, you know, I hope, um, you know, it's everything that you, that you hoped for. So I'm very excited about that. And I see so much more growth for the community at whole of, you know, rural women who are dreamers and doers and just very intentionally doing incredible things in the world for themselves, their families, their communities and beyond. So stinking amazing. I think what you've done is just so beautiful, Emily. And it's been such a joy to get to see the process and evolution of that. You know, Emily and I are a part of kind of like our own little mini mastermind along with our friend Hillary. Um, every Friday morning, we get together uh, virtually and we are all kind of putting together events, workshops, retreats. And so we kind of have this, this, mastermind accountability group where we talk together and of course emily started it because that's what she does she <laughs> oh well that is like her strength for sure and I, and i bring that up too you know on one hand 
I would love you to join me in my retreat. I would love it. And, you know, Emily would love to welcome you to her mastermind and, and at her retreat. And we would love to just encourage you to make the investment in yourself to come to a retreat or an event or, or something that pours into you. But I also just want to empower you too, that you don't need a retreat to find community. Mm-hmm. You don't even need, because you might bet you'd be in a place, I have been there, where I am just hoping and praying that I have enough money in a bank account to pay the bills, to cover the costs. And if that's where you're at, I've been there and I see you. And maybe at this season, your community that you're seeking isn't something that is where you have the flexibility, financial flexibility to make a monetary investment in that community. So I'd love to encourage you to empower you all to find ways where you can create community for what you need right now in the season you're in, whether it's saying yes to coming to an in-person retreat or saying yes to a community that that has a different capacity. And that said, Emily, you know, what what opportunities do you feel like you've seen for yourself or for other people, ways that we can find community if we don't have a ton of extra time or money? How can we find ways to support ourselves in the season we're in? Yeah, I think that's as simple as, you know, right outside of our window. It's having the bravery to maybe step into a, a class or if you have kids joining a mom's group or going down the street and talking to your neighbor that you've never really interacted with or reaching out to a friend that you've lost connection with over time. I think that, um, I don't know if you've read Jenny Allen's book, Find Your People, but there are there's such a need for us to deeply connect on a human level that's lacking. Um, Social media is incredible. Thank goodness for the time of the internet to help me find people like Kaya in the world. But there's also people a lot closer than we give credit for who crave community and crave connection and would love to walk alongside the current journey that you're on. And maybe you ask someone to coffee and they say no, and that's okay. Stand up, try again, ask someone else because you never know what conversation is going to turn into someone who becomes one of the most important people in your life. But it takes kind of 10 seconds of insane bravery to make that ask. Mm, So good. I love that. I love that so much. And I think too, kind of like bringing this conversation full circle, both Emily and my personal professional development journeys, the catalyst for those was free content that we found Mm -hmm. on the internet, right? Like I also don't want you to discount the way that you can find community, even just based on the content that you consume. And so for me, when I started, it was free podcasts and free challenges. I did a last 90 days challenge with Rachel Hollis. And maybe for you, it's signing up for Emily's You Do You 82 challenge and her free community, right? Mm -hmm. It's just reading books that are encouraging you to grow into your best self. Maybe it is having Um, podcasts that you're listening to that do the same and recognizing too that you can be in community you can have mentors in your life they don't even have to know you exist right if you are going to see their content you can become a student of them and a part of that community even just by consuming that and so I just want to empower you to meet yourself where you're at and kind of touching back to what Emily talked about earlier like tune into yourself ask yourself what you need I think that we are more intuitive than we give ourselves credit for. And I think a lot of times we look outside of ourselves for for what we should do next, but give yourself time to pause and be still and listen and ask yourself, what do you need? Do you need a friend in your community? 
Do you need to be turning off Netflix and reading a book that's going to teach you something new? Do you need to invest in a retreat, get out of your current bubble, make an investment in yourself and your personal growth journey? I think community is crucial for all of us as human beings, right? We are designed to be in community with one another. It's literally what allows us to survive the world. And so whatever that looks like for you, I think both Emily and I just want to encourage you to find your people. Absolutely. We are not meant to do life alone. If you think back generations and generations, women especially have always been communal. First of all, from a survival standpoint, we had to work together. But as simple as, you know, going down to the the, the creek and washing the clothes, like we have always worked through life side by side. And over the past, you know, several hundred years, we've become an increasingly isolated. And I think we're seeing the impact of what that does to our physical health and our mental health. And so the more that we can intentionally put ourselves in situations, whether it's a Facebook group for an author that we like, or whether it is going to a one-day conference that's two hours away, or whether it's flying to California to soak up the sunny rays with Kaya, I think it comes back to us deciding that we want more community in our life and doing something about it. Mm, So, so good. I have loved this conversation and I'm so grateful to be in community with you, Emily. And I just, it's so cool to see the ripple effects of what your own personal growth journey has done and the impact it's made on the women that are in community with you, myself included. It is such a joy to do life with you. Truly, truly, truly. For those that want to connect with you, if they aren't already connected with you, where can they find you in all the things? Oh, this is such a fun question right now because I'm in a kind of in-between transition, but progress over perfection, right? So I just I just changed my Instagram handle from Raising Rushel to Emily Rushel. So that's E-M-I-L-Y-R-E-U-S-C-H-E-L. I also have a Facebook group you can find through the link in my bio there. My website is in the works and weeks away from coming out, which will make everything so much more streamlined. Um, But right now, Instagram and Facebook is definitely the easiest way to get in touch with me. And I would love to talk more. Uh, Amazing. We will make sure to link all of those good stuff down in the show notes below. Also, if you are interested in learning more about the women's retreat that's happening this August 21st to the 23rd in sunny San Luis Obispo, California, You can also find the link below in the show notes as well. I just love you all so much. I am grateful to have you here in my community listening in. I could not have, I can't continue this journey without you all. I learn so much from you all every single day. And I appreciate you here being in this space in my community. It's really such a treasure. And I hope that you feel good about the community that you're able to find or continue to foster and grow in your own world. Emily, do you have anything Any last things you'd like to share with our listeners before we go? Oh, gosh. I just think more than ever, we need the reminder that we have what it takes to do whatever it is that we're meant to do. And so turning inward, getting clear on what you want, what you need, intentionally taking care of that, and then finding opportunities, resources, and people to support where you're at now and who you're growing into. I think that's all we need to know for today. Oh, Mike, freaking drop. What a perfect way to end this podcast. Thank you again so much, Emily, for being here. Um, y'all go connect to Emily. You will not regret it. She's phenomenal and she will empower you to be the best version of yourself. 
I appreciate you again for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.